Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. Let's praise the Most High God. He has given us another day in which we can consider His Word and learn to walk in His ways. Our reading today is The Promises of Men. Exodus 19, verse 8. All the people answered together and said, All that the Lord hath spoken we will do. And Moses returned the words of the people unto the Lord. Another compact, other than the Abrahamic covenant, called in scripture the Old Covenant, was formed between God and Israel at Sinai and was then ratified by the blood of a sacrifice. The Abrahamic covenant was ratified by the blood of Christ, and it is called the Second or the New Covenant because the blood by which it was sealed was shed after the blood of the First Covenant. And of course, the blood was what ratified the covenant, and Jesus died later, and so it couldn't. his blood couldn't apply to the First Covenant. It had to apply to the Second. Soon after the encampment at Sinai, Moses was called up into the mountain to meet with God. Israel was now to be taken into a close and peculiar relation to the Most High, or special, if you don't like that word peculiar, to be incorporated as a church and a nation under the government of God. The message to Moses for the people was, If you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people. For all the earth is mine, and you shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. That can be found in Exodus 19, 4-6. Moses returned to the camp, and having summoned the elders of Israel, he repeated to them the divine message. Their answer was, All that the Lord hath spoken will we do. Thus they entered into a solemn covenant with God, pledging themselves to accept him as their ruler, by which they became, in a special sense, the subjects of his authority. In their bondage, the people had, to a great extent, lost the knowledge of God and of the principles of the Abrahamic covenant. Living in the midst of idolatry and corruption, they had no true conception of the holiness of God, of the exceeding sinfulness of their own hearts their utter inability in themselves to render obedience to God's law and their need of a Savior. God brought them to Sinai. He manifested his glory, gave them his love, I'm sorry, his law, gave them his law, with a promise of great blessing on condition of obedience. The people did not realize that without Christ, it was impossible for them to keep God's law. Feeling that they were able to establish their own righteousness, they declared, All that the Lord has said we will do and be obedient. That's Exodus 24, verse 7. So we read that without Christ, it's impossible for them to keep God's law. What is the essence of God's law? It is to love God and love our neighbor, isn't it? So they couldn't love without Jesus, and we can't love without Jesus. When we think about all the trouble in the world, we can see that it's kind of all based on self-serving, whether it's marital trouble or social interactions of every kind. The rush to be the first one to get through a stop sign or for the person in front of us at the grocery store to stop talking and get going. The way we respond when corrected or when we're praised, it's all self-serving. 
Without Jesus, we're utterly self-condemned. The leaders told Moses, all that the Lord has said we will do and obey, but I think they just wanted to satisfy him so he would go away. They just wanted God to go away. They still had this slave mentality. In Egypt, they served as slaves. They were willing to serve because they could eat, drink, and do whatever they wanted when they were off duty. And if someone came around and ordered them to do something, they would then go away. Well, God would make them free from bondage. Over and over, as they traveled in the wilderness, they revealed the workings of self and selfishness, didn't they? We saw it over and over. They agreed to God's terms, but they could not fulfill them. In the agreement, what was God's part? Exodus 19:51. Israel would, would be a treasure to God, and number two, Israel would be a kingdom of priests and holy nations. What was Israel's part? To obey God's testimonies. That was to be kept in the ark. This agreement, it constituted the old covenant. Israel just wanted God to go away. Exodus twenty nineteen. they said to Moses, You talk to us, and we will hear, but don't let God talk to us, or we will die. In Exodus thirty one thirteen, God said, If they would keep his Sabbath, he would sanctify them. I don't think that ever happened. He was never able to fulfill his part of the agreement because Israel never obeyed from the heart. Well, I don't know. What about us? Can God make us his peculiar treasure above all people? Are we a kingdom of priests and a holy nation? Well, what is our part of the new covenant agreement? Will he sanctify us if we keep the Sabbath? I'm going to read it for you. If you want to follow along, go to Hebrews chapter 8, verses 7 through 12. For if that first covenant had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for the second. Or finding fault with them, he said, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the, house, the, out of, sorry, out of the land of Egypt, because they continued not in my covenant, and I regarded them not, saith the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my laws in their mind, I will write them in their hearts, and I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. They shall not teach every man his neighbor, and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me. Now, so what, what's different in this agreement from the old covenant? Um, well, we keep his law from the heart. Verse 10, it will be written in our mind and heart. So that's one thing that's different. He's our teacher, and we will be a special people. That's kind of the same. Well, what's our part? We obey his law from the heart and have it in our mind. This covenant is based on better promises because this time it's God who makes the promises. God says, I will put my laws in their mind and write them in their heart. I will be to them a God. I will be to... I will be merciful to their unrighteousness. The agreement based on the poor promises of Israel is old and will vanish away. Besides, it was poor promises. It didn't work. Hebrews 10, verse 10 says that we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus. And in Exodus, before it talked about keeping the Sabbath, that he would sanctify us, that was a sign and a seal. I actually believe that's still in effect. But let's see, do we still keep the Sabbath? 
Let me read Hebrews 4. Uh, okay. Hebrews 4. Let me get there quickly. And starting with... Wait a minute. Ouch. Sorry, my hands are just getting so stiff. Hebrews 4. Alrighty, starting with verse 4. For he spake... Uh, that's interesting. I think I'll start with... Uh, let's start with verse 1. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, speaking of the rest, any of you should seem to come short of it, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. In other words, they didn't obey or believe. For we which have believed do enter into rest, as he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world, which was the creation of the world. That was when the creation was done. For he spoke in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise, and God did rest the seventh day from all his works. And in this place again, if they shall enter into my rest, seeing therefore it remains, the some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. Again, he limited a certain day, saying in David, Today, after so long a time as it is said, Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. For if Jesus had given them rest, then would not he afterwards have spoken of another day? There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that has entered into his rest, he also has ceased from his own works, as God did from his. Let us labor therefore to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. And of course you can finish reading that chapter if you like. But we still have a rest on the Sabbath day. And looking back to what it said in the uh, Ten Commandments that it's the Sabbath of the Lord. It's the Lord's day. That's when we remember him. And it's the Lord God, the creator of heaven and earth, and his title and his area of rule. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you in Jesus' precious name. Thank you, Lord, that you sanctify us through him. Thank you that your promises are better than the ones that people on earth have made. We cannot make good promises for we are sinful and fallen in nature. I pray for those who are here with me today that they also could find that rest in you through your promises. Thank you, Jesus. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you, brothers and sisters. I pray you have a good day today. And that uh, the word of the Lord would go forth today and bless and edify you all. And I will see you in the morning.